Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Lord, I never drew first, but I drew first blood. I'm no one's son. Call me Young Gun. It's high noon for Friday, September 18th, 2020. If you are just hearing the show for the first time, go subscribe because tomorrow I have an interview with my friend, the actress, Samira Armstrong. And it's good. She's getting a lot of press the last couple of days for being uh, basically the first young Hollywood uh, celebrity actress to come out in support of Donald Trump and call out the Hollywood community and the Democrats and Black Lives Matter for what they really are. And uh, that's what we talk about tomorrow. So I hope you'll listen and I hope you'll go rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I always call it iTunes, but you guys know. And go follow at I'm your moderator on Instagram and Twitter. The Substack is I'm your moderator substack.com and you can read all the essays and whatnot there so i had to do that up front because i always either do it at the end or forget to do it at the end and then it's in the outro but then no one listens to that shit i'm sure so this is what you get man oh man so trump had a uh, rally last night in wisconsin and the media is so funny. I'm going to talk about a few things about the rally and then I'll move on. Actually, it's a protest. It's called a protest now. These are uh, not rallies. They are peaceful protests. So it's very important to know that they are not spreaders of the coronavirus, which is great. And uh, the media knows that. They pretend that it's otherwise, but they know that. How do they know that? Well, because it's been weeks that he's been doing this. 
and there have not been any coronavirus outbreaks as a result of them. How's that work, you ask? Well, if you've been listening to this show for the last six months, you don't need to ask that question because you already know. The truth is that none of the outbreaks they've predicted have occurred. But, oh, they try. Imagine how much they must want an outbreak right now. I mean, they talk about it all the time as if it's going to happen, but only at Trump events or anything they don't like. But for sure, there's going to be an outbreak. No, no, there's not. It's so, so annoying to watch them do this dumb shit. And so here's another thing. So they're saying last night, Donald Trump is joking around like uh, he has a by the way, he has a real genuine relationship with his audience and his base. And there is a reason for that. Because once you see what he's actually doing and the fact that he is not lying all the time and that it's actually the media distorting everything, which they are obviously doing. And if you don't believe me, listen to controlled demolition part one, two and three. And there is no fucking way that you will ever believe the media's narrative again, as you shouldn't. But he has a real relationship with the audience and with his base. People don't chant, we love you, because Trump asked them to. You can see the man well up with emotion when they're doing that. Why? Because people chanting that understand what Donald Trump is legitimately trying to do and what kind of man he has been as president. Okay? It doesn't matter what kind of man he was in the rest of his life. People don't change. Okay, maybe they don't. He doesn't have to change to be completely committed to America. Okay, because he has always been completely committed to America. He's old enough and smart enough to take his job seriously. And that is what he has done. And when people see that, they do, in fact, love him because they see that he is destroying the institutions that have held America back for decades. That is why I like him. That is why most of his supporters like him. It is not because we don't understand that he says wrong things sometimes. Joe Biden can't form complete sentences without a teleprompter and without questions that have already been selected by his campaign. And you can watch this happen. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This isn't me saying something. This isn't me trying to knock him with uh, an out-of-the-bounds criticism. Out-of-bounds, not out-of-the-bounds. I don't know what's happening with my mouth. But, uh, yeah, that's not an out-of-bounds criticism. You can watch it, okay? You can watch him look down at his computer to answer questions in live interviews. Think that's not possible? Here's how it's possible. Open up your laptop, which I'm assuming is a Mac. If it's a PC, I don't know what to tell you because I haven't used one in 20 years. But you go on your Mac, you open iMessage up, 
and then send an iMessage to someone very close to you and see how quickly they start writing back. Is it fast enough to be able to read out loud in real time on television? Yes, it is. Yes, it sure is. Joe Biden is literally getting the answers to his questions as they come in. And you can see it and the media doesn't call him out on it and his own campaign won't answer questions about it. So what does that tell you? Maybe for once, trust your eyes and your own brain, because in your own brain, you can see that Joe Biden is a few months from being a mental invalid. And I'm not saying that with joy. It's sad. It's mental decline. Someone in a grave state of mental decline should not be president. Oh, but Kamala Harris will be president and she's eminently qualified. No, she's not. Do the smallest amount of homework on Kamala Harris and then join the rest of the living and the sane in understanding that would be terrible for the country. You pretend to know what other people's interests are without knowing any of those people. Stop doing that. So one of the things that they have focused on is one of the passages where he's joking around with everybody and he goes, ah, Wisconsin, I don't know why the hell I love it here, but I do. And he's sincere and serious in saying that the way one might when palling around with people who love and trust them because Donald Trump is a traditional city slicker, right? Big rich guy, billionaire city slicker. But he loves Wisconsin. And so that's what he's saying. I don't know why I love this, but I do because he had never been places like that before he started running for president or hadn't really often been places like that. It's funny, isn't it? That the left has billionaires and rich people too, who also don't go to Wisconsin. But they would say, God, Wisconsin, I love you so much and totally mean it, right? And then they would go back to LA or New York or their little tiny bubble on the internet and call Wisconsin a flyover state. Do you see the manipulation here? What about democratic rule tells you they care at all about the flyover states? Bill Maher, who I've adored for most of my life, is one of the greatest offenders on this. Everyone else in the country is stupid because they don't focus on the data and the science and the facts. And Bill Maher's sort of hypocrisy on this is some of the most glaring because he's out there talking about how there surely aren't 57 genders that were just made up. And he's right about that. That's not science. But he thinks of that as a free speech issue and a people being nags issue. It's not that. It's a bastardization of science by the same people who talk constantly 
about how they're the party of science that knows everything about climate change. So we need to install communism and knows everything about coronavirus. So we need to install communism and knows everything about racism and ideology that they say is supported by facts. What? That's your party of science. Stop. You don't have to believe that man-made climate change isn't real. It can be simultaneously true that it is real and that it is overstated 10,000 times over. Same thing with coronavirus. Coronavirus can, in fact, be a deadly virus to a very small amount of people and at the same time be completely overblown by the media. So who do you believe the people that always call the Midwest flyover states until it's time to get elected or Donald Trump, the one who has a genuine relationship with the people there? Huh? Real hard to figure out. Maybe bring some stats into it. That'll do. Oh, you can prove by your statistics that the people really love Democrats. Got it. Got it. That's why the state is so purple. Got it. That's why I went, went for Trump last time, because, because the flyover states love Democrats. Got it. Makes sense. <clears throat> so speaking of breaking the media, which is my favorite quality about Donald Trump, to be honest, and If that has to make me accountable for his tweets, I accept that. Um, But in the middle of his speeches, he's done it in at least the last three, maybe three or four. He always points out the news media in the back. They have a riser like you would at a concert, like in the sound booth. It's kind of back in the middle of the crowd. And he complains often that it's blocking other people from being able to see him because he doesn't really care if the media films his peaceful protest. He can do it himself and disseminate it through his own channels. But the media does it, except they don't carry the entire thing. They turn the cameras on to go live on air at certain points in the speech. Because the Democrats and the media know what points in his stump speech they want liberals to see. And they don't show the rest of it. And so a little red light goes on on those cameras and Donald Trump points it out. Look, this is what the fake news media wants liberals to see. They will never tell them the whole story. He says it every fucking day and he's right. And he's been right for five years. So sorry, I know it ain't in the package you want and you're privileged enough to think your preference against hearing his voice is a good reason for your vote. Imagine thinking that these people say it as if it's funny. It's not funny. It's an excuse. They are trying to play it off about something everyone knows. Everyone knows how awful it is to listen to Donald Trump's voice. <laughs> That's why I'm voting for Joe Biden's corpse. F- 
fucking idiots. You know, I, I really, really, really try not to be mad at these people and not to try to only relentlessly make fun of them, although I will gladly relentlessly make fun of them. Because I myself didn't know what it felt like to believe normal things at the time that I was still convincing myself to believe those things. You see, the, smart, the, the thing is, smart people can rationalize anything. They can rationalize the darkest behaviors on the planet because they're smart enough to figure out a reason why they weren't wrong instead of just coming to grips with the fact that they were, which is what I did. And you can hear me say that from the very, very, very first episode of Be Reasonable. You have to account for these things. Your understanding of the world has to match reality. And so I do get mad at these people because they expect to be treated with the lofty status they believe that they have attained, most of whom attained it by what their parents or grandparents did. And this is especially true of the media and the entertainment industry. We do not have to put up with this and we do not have to listen to these terrible fucking excuses from liberals who are too concerned, more concerned with their own self-image and their image in the eyes of others who they think they're dependent on for their financial status. Their financial status is too important to risk it. It's too important. I'm not competent enough to find my way in the world without the assent of these communists and communist sympathizers that pay me. Fuck that. Get some ambition, get some courage and leave these morons behind. We don't have to depend on that. Everybody talks about how they want hope and change and moving into a new system then why are you dependent on the old system? Why do you allow the old system to control you based on finances? You don't think you can make money another way. You don't think you can simultaneously make, uh, make money and be honest. You don't think you can be honest and survive in this world. That's pathetic. Grow a spine. And I say that with love. And you know I'm right. Just do it. Nike. Nike supports Colin Kaepernick. Nike makes its shoes and clothing in sweatshops in China. Nike is, Nike is absolutely complicit with the Chinese Communist Party and everything that's going on right now. And I still wear them to run in, but God damn it if I won't say it. We can justify that however we want morally. It's true that capitalism has made those people more well-off than they were. But that's still Chinese communism. And Colin Kaepernick is out there as a fucking avatar of this nonsense. He doesn't play in the NFL because he's not good. He's not good at his job. 
He doesn't have a job because he's not good at it. Okay. And the NFL is still bowing to him. To get money from the same people that they're too scared to put off. So instead they put off the very thing that made them rich in the first place. You know what sports are like in actual authoritarian countries? They ain't fun. People don't get rich and famous and comfortable like celebrities unless they're totally co-opted by the Chinese Communist Party. And guess what? Look at LeBron James. There's your price for celebrity, buddy. Fucking woke nonsense. Wokeism is a mental disorder. So uh, Nashville yesterday opened their bars to 50% on the heels of the leaked emails showing that bars were not the source of uh, COVID spread at all. There were like 22 knowing that there were thousands in nursing homes and job sites, construction sites. But nope, they closed the bars. They took the people who are most likely to agree with their cause. Young people, bartenders, waiters, people trying to hustle and not getting where they want to go. People aiming for something better in the future. Or people trying to take care of their kids that need some help. And they tried to make them dependent on government. Because bars and gyms are two places that people can feel like they are connected to life and to humanity and to humanness. And how about this about gyms? Why doesn't anybody talk about this? We're allowed by our betters to get together with groups of 10 or less. But we're not allowed to do it in a private gym. Somebody tell me what sense that makes. You can get sick in a gym, but not in a room talking with other people, perhaps sharing drinks in your studio apartment. You, that's okay, as long as it's 10 or, 10 or less. Why? Have gyms been vectors of spread anywhere, anywhere, anywhere? No. Have there been studies? Yes. Have I told you about those studies? Yes, I have. Where does COVID spread? In enclosed environments where people are in close contact for longer than 15 minutes. Where does that happen? Take a guess. You tell me what this, how this makes sense. And knowing as simply as that, that it doesn't make any sense, then you must assume that politicians also know, Democratic politicians, by the way, also know that that doesn't make sense. And if they know it doesn't make sense, and the media surely knows it doesn't make sense, why are they telling you it does? And if you know that, why do you still trust anything they say? That's pretty simple, isn't it? Nancy Pelosi came out yesterday and uh, condemned violence and looting. How brave. 
How very, very brave. It only took her 110 days. What do we have? Maybe four in May, 30 in June, 31 in July, 31 in August. If my math is correct, that's 96. We got 18 more in September. So that's about 114 days. 17. She said it yesterday. Don't want to. Don't want to jip her by a day. Oh, wait, you can't say jip because jip is spelled G-Y-P like gypsy and gypsies are thieves. And that's not historically true anymore because it sounds offensive to say. Um, yeah. So a hundred and what do we say? 113 days. It takes Nancy Pelosi to condemn looting and violence. 113 days. And now she does it because it's looking so bad for them. And the news will cover it, of course. They'll say, well, Nancy Pelosi has condemned looting and violence in very strong terms. Yes, 113 days after she should have. She finally did it. But until then, she exploited Antifa and Black Lives Matter, pretending that the violence was unrelated, pretending that it was right wing. Pretending that BLM and Antifa are not connected. Pretending that BLM is not a funding pass through for Democrat needs and goals. Pretending that they aren't directly connected to the Communist Party of China, even though the Communist Party of China is funding one of their founders. It just came out yesterday in Newsweek. Or was it the New York Post? It was the New York Post. So woke. CNN's fact checker, Daniel Dale, that pathetic, whining little simpleton who could not survive for two days in the real world. He is just such a little shit. And I know you're getting mad thinking he wants to say pussy, doesn't he? He's going to make this about Daniel Dale's manhood. Well, fuck it. Yes, I am. He's an absolute little. Never mind. I'm going to be like Joe Biden. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. So I don't know how I'm going to say. Uh, I don't want to say something bad. I'll get in trouble for saying this. Oh, Joe Biden's wife. Jill Biden. I'll be in such big trouble. I sound like Bernie Sanders. So this is Daniel Dale's tweet last night while Joe Biden was bumbling and lying his way through his town hall, a town hall where Joe Biden and Anderson Cooper mutually stressed the importance of masks and social distancing. And then as soon as the cameras pulled away for them to go to break, approached each other, taking their masks off and began whispering in one another's ears. It was seen by everyone who watched. These people are lying to you. These people are pathetic. Your team has betrayed you. Walk away. So Daniel Dale last night, he tweets, look, another Biden word. Look, there's just no equivalence. Biden makes some false and misleading claims. It's important to note them. We will. But his assertions of fact have been largely factual. Trump, as we saw at the town hall and see again tonight, has been incessantly and egregiously dishonest. Nope, you little 
putts. And I want to focus in on this because Joe Biden said last night that Trump was responsible for all 200,000 deaths and that no one would have died if it weren't for Donald Trump, which is preposterously stupid. I mean, the sort of stupid that no one should even be able to say, much less to think. And of course, Joe Biden is not thinking. So this was his quote. If the president has, had done his job, had done his job from the beginning, all the people would still be alive. All the people. I'm not making this up. Just look at the data. Look at the data. That's what he said. He bumbled through that. I actually sound like a uh, vibrant functioning person. So I made the stupidity sound way better than it did in, in Joe Biden's voice. And you should go see it. It's impressive. He looks extremely confident while saying it too. Like he really, really knows what he's talking about and that his claim is correct somehow. He really does seem very confident. Check it out. You'll watch. You'll see the confidence all over his face. Oh no, that's confusion. Here's what the Washington Post fact check had to say about it. Actually, Biden is making this up. There is no data to support this. Even if the president had moved rapidly in January to deal with the coronavirus and been able to persuade the Chinese leadership to be more forthcoming about the situation. Even nations that have been praised for their handling of the pandemic, such as South Korea, New Zealand, and Iceland, have suffered some deaths. So, you know how bad it is to be a Democrat getting fact-checked by the Washington Post? Do you know how wrong you have to be? to get fact-checked by the Washington Post. It's crazy that this is what it's coming to for Democrats right now. Nancy Pelosi just got in a little tiff with a New York Times reporter this morning because the Times reporter had the audacity to ask her why Democrats were still holding up coronavirus relief funding. The horror, the horror. And by the way, be on the lookout for this. The media might totally reverse their course before the election. Because I don't think the media, like I, I, I was thinking about this on my run today. I think that the, uh, that the media is not so much partisan as it is nihilist. I think that their profit motive is bigger and that they are doubling down on all this anti-reality bullshit because they see themselves as the last bastion of a big group of people who are no longer connected to reality and need the security blanket every night of thinking Donald Trump is terrible. Pathetic. I'm so embarrassed for so many of my friends. And it's, it's hard for me to, um, to feel bad about saying that. Because they've been saying it about me for months and not always to my face, although sometimes, but you know, you know, who falls off, who stops talking. They don't have the courage to come out with their own point of view or to even bother educating themselves about the things they're talking about all the time, but they're always happy to say someone else is crazy. 
Always, always, always. So back to this fact check. I want to focus on one phrase in particular by the sniveling simpleton Daniel Dale. He says, but his assertions of fact have been largely factual. Now, apart from the, uh, the poor usage of language, largely factual is exactly like mostly peaceful. This is a Orwellian means of talking where they incorporate the lie into the assertion they're making so that it is therefore not a lie, right? Largely factual and mostly peaceful are not states of the world. Okay? A mostly peaceful protest cannot intensify. The protest in itself was not peaceful if a part of the protest was heinously violent. Okay? Joe Biden's claims are not largely factual. At times, the things Joe Biden says intersect the truth somewhere. Although, of course, it's not Joe Biden saying those things. And you know it's not Joe Biden saying those things because there's 47 years of his history in public life and there's video of a lot of it and you can watch that video and see him not only able to think in real time but to say the complete opposite things about positions he now pretends to support. Joe Biden's whole career is a lie. When he intersects reality, it is by mistake. Joe Biden has been right about zero foreign policy issues in his entire career. And if you think that you're a liberal voter who wants to make peace, not war, it might be worth your attention to these things. Because you would see for yourself that Joe Biden is every bit as bad as I just described him. And that Donald Trump is a true anti-war president. You know how you can prove that? In reality, he didn't go to war. Has Joe Biden? Yes, he has. Joe Biden was against the mission that killed Osama bin Laden. Do you think that's a lie? Did your brain break? Go look it up. Largely factual. Understand that these people are terrible at their jobs. That is why they rely on enforcing cultural narratives and anti-factual belief systems. So that no one ever catches on to their bullshit. This is crazy. They have gaslit the American public while complaining that the American public is being gaslit. They have convinced the stupidest people on earth 
that their enemies are stupid. And know your success in a creative industry or your success achieved through ambition and cheating like Bill Gates do not make you the smartest person on earth. So heads up tomorrow for my podcast with Samira Armstrong because you are going to love it and subscribe and rate that shit and follow that shit on social media. I don't know why I'm talking about that. I went from a weird southern western accent into something that I don't know what it was really. But I will be back on Monday. I mean technically I'll be back tomorrow but it won't be tomorrow for me because I did it on Tuesday and I'm not recording tomorrow. So Monday, Monday, I will be back. Same reasonable time, same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to more hopes fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm your moderator. If you have feedback, you can email heymoderator at imyourmoderator.com or use the hashtag heymoderator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily-ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash bereasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!